How's it going, everybody? I'm Digit, and this is the Streetcast. Welcome one, welcome all, but more than anything, welcome back, Streetcast Podcast. I'm Digit, and this week we actually have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm, uh, my name is Steven. This is my good friend Steven, and like a bunch of uh, college school girls, we got donuts in the middle of the table, two glasses of wine, he went with white, and I went with red, and we're just going to talk about some shit. So, one thing we did talk about a little bit beforehand is that you just got a switch. Mm-hmm. How did you find a switch when you cannot find anything right now? Well... Fun time finding a switch that was. I uh, I actually, when I was looking for a switch, I, uh, I ended up finding something that I thought was a deal that was too good to be true online. And as if I've learned anything, if it's too good to be true, it probably is t- not true. And I ended up falling for an online scam trying to buy a switch. That sounds about right, yeah. But then... Uh, after dealing with that scam for about a week, turns out one of the guys that lives down the street from me ended up having one that he wasn't using at all. So I ended up getting a better deal and buying a Switch used off of a friend of mine. Good. Have you played the new Pokemon yet? I have not. I know the DLC just came out, what, like two days ago or something? Is it called like Crown of Tundra or something like that? Crown Tundra? Crown Tundra, yeah, Crown yeah. Tundra. And what is it? It's uh, X... No, it's not X and Y. What are these? Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield, yep. DLC. It's the second DLC. Um, I... Like a little closer to your mouth for me. There you go. I um, I'm actually have not played it, but because the DLC just came out, I've been really debating whether or not I would like to get a Pokemon game. <laughs> and if I do get one, which game to get? Because I'm actually... This might be a, I might be in the minority here, but I'm actually pretty upset that they're not going to release a third game that combines oh, yeah. Sword and Shield, and they've opted to go for DLC content instead to make up for the third game. Yeah. Because that was always, my, my the third game was always my favorite every time I played Pokemon, like Emerald, Platinum, um, oh god, I haven't played any Pokemon games probably yeah. since then, but the <laughs> I, the third games were always the ones I waited for because I knew they were going to come and they were always my favorite. Yeah, and I loved the fact that, like, in the case of like Pearl and um, oh, what was the other one? It was Pearl, Diamond and, and Pearl, Diamond and Pearl, Diamond and Pearl. Yep. In the case of Diamond and Pearl, you couldn't get all three le- all three legendary, and you also like there were certain Pokemon you couldn't could get in one, but not in the other. But the third one always blended them, so you get everything. That was in the game, like in the world, and I always appreciated that. And now I'm kind of sad because I was going to hold out for the third Pokemon game. Right, I've always wanted to try one of these new 3D entries, but the they're going to do DLC instead, and that has me very torn um, whether or not I want to actually get one or just wait another year or two for the new. You know, it's kind of funny when you talk about it because when the new games came out. I talked to my brother about them, and I really, like, I was like, why don't they just make a Pokemon a live service game? Why don't they make it and just update it throughout? Why don't they come out with one and just call this the final Pokemon game, but, like, World mm-hmm. of Warcraft or any other game of modern day, they just update it as they go. 
And uh, did you hear all the rumors about and all the controversy about the new Pokemon when they dropped and didn't have all the Pokemon in it? Have you heard that? I've heard some of it. I haven't a little closer. I haven't kept up too much on it, but I know that uh, a lot of people were not very happy with the the fact that the national Pokedex was cut right from or not cut from the game, but it was it wasn't there. Yeah, like it wasn't completely there. Right, because I've I've never been one of those people that brought new Pokemon in from other generations. I never really played too far to the point where I would beat the Elite Four and then go to the other regions yeah. and do all that because yeah. I was still pretty young like when the last time I played Pokemon. And so like, not having National Pokedex was something I didn't really care about Yeah, because that was nothing I ever really focused on. I always played the new Pokemon game to play the new Pokemon game, not to... Not to play, catch them all. Not, not to yeah, play. Yeah. But not that, I would always try to catch as many as I could, but not... I wouldn't try to play the whole game with old Pokemon. Like, I wanted to see what the new Pokemon had to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. See, that's, that's funny, though, that you say that, because what the controversy surrounded isn't that they were entirely, like... There's a, the decision was that, or rather the controversy was, they didn't think that Nintendo Game Freak had made the specific decision to not add all the Pokemon in the game. What they think happened is that they wanted to add them all, but the importer... So they would import the models from the 3DS to use them for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Broke. Like that's, that's like the theory, the running controversy, is that they think the importer for the models broke, and that's why there's not all the Pokemon in the game. And so they're having to remake the models, and that's why these DLCs are dropping, so that by the end of it, they'll have all the Pokemon models rebuilt. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's kooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the current theory. But then what about something like Pokemon Home? So I thought, have you heard about the Pokemon Home thing? It's supposed to help you transfer Pokemon between. Yeah, different yeah, Pokemon it's supposed games? to be like the home of all your Pokemon yeah, or but something. Should yeah. that help reduce that problem? You, I don't know how long me. Pokemon Home has been around, but after looking into the new Pokemon games, that's something I've realized that they have. If I wanted to, I don't know, start playing Pokemon right. Go or get Pokemon like Let's Go Eevee or something and play yeah. those games, that would theoretically help me transfer Pokemon to Sword and Shield if I wanted to. Right. And also, Let's Go Eevee. I love that game. I would 100% recommend it. I think it's super fun. I've also considered getting yeah, that one. Yeah, I, looks, I, looks I would recommend fun. getting that. Super fun. Um, but anyway, on the Pokemon Home discussion, that's where it gets interesting, right? Because they started this live service to where you can get all your Pokemon in, but you can't transfer. You can transfer certain Pokemon to Pokemon Home and pay monthly for it. But you can't take those to the next game. You can't take them to Sword and Shield because they're not in the Pokédex, right? They don't have the hmm. National Pokédex. So that's where the problem lies is that people are like, well, you drop Pokémon home, and now I can't even transfer my Salamence. I'm a Salamence guy. <laughs> you can't even get my Salamence over there to Sword and Shield. He laughs because I've always been a Salamence guy. And oh. I told I told him when the new games come out, if Salamence isn't in it, I'm not I'm buying them. Buy <laughs> I'm not. Oh, my gosh. But see, now it's also the point where... I feel like if they're just going to start doing DLC for every Pokemon game, they're only going to do DLC for so long before they make a new Pokemon game, if I had to guess. So at what point should I just hold out for the new Pokemon game and buy it when it first comes out, expecting DLC to come out in the future so I'm already prepared for the DLC? Because now if I buy one of the new Pokemon games, I have to play through (laughs) the entirety of the new Pokemon game. And then I'm also going to want to buy the DLC for it. And now I have two whole new DLC like, I'm assuming they have some sort of added-on story, new right. rivals. I'm sure some sort of new 
boss fights, I guess, if you can call it that, in Pokemon, because mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to add new gyms, but I'm sure they're adding some new challenging fights to mm-hmm. the story, new legendary. There's events that are going on right now that like, I can collect the codes for all the little Pikachus with the Ash Hats <laughs> on them, but yeah. the codes expire at the end of November. So if I'm going to buy the new Pokemon game and I have those codes, I have to get it soon in order to use those. And if I, or I could just hold out for the brand new Pokemon that, game that'll come out in maybe a year or two. Right. I mean, it's not like I'm going to have plenty of other stuff to play that keep me distracted while I wait for a new Pokemon game. I'm I'm really interested to see if they do drop a new one this year. I don't know. I, I want them to. I really do. But I'm interested to see if they do. Because with them doing DLC, you'd think that they I, would add more than one DLC. But this is already their second DLC. Is it actually? Yes, the first one was the Isle of Armor. Oh, that's right. This is the second DLC they've had. I don't know how many DLC they're planning on doing, but I feel like most companies like to do the the three DLC, and that's it, if I had to guess. That's typically what I've seen for most games. Yeah, one for each quarter after the game. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I really want them to, uh, to come out with, like, an end game Pokemon. Like a that would be cool. Like a free roam, every kind of like. Well, they're they're already almost there. That's why they're I almost really want to yeah. try the new the Sword and Shield Pokemon games because like I've I've had other friends have them mm-hmm. and I've seen them play them. And first off, they said playing it on a big screen TV as like going from handheld Game Boy to like the TV screen is just brings Pokemon to a whole new level, <laughs> which I'm very excited for. The other thing is they've said that, because all I've wanted is just a nice open world Pokemon game. Right. And they've said they're almost there because there's no more random encounters. Which is huge. You, you can, yeah. like the Pokemon that you see running around in the world are the ones that you're going, if you run into them, you catch them. Right. It's, it's almost more open because you just kind of run around, do what you want. They, But it's I, only in certain areas, right? I don't know that much, but I okay. do know that there's no more HMs. They have like weird That's cool. other yeah, ways yeah, to yeah. get around things as opposed to using HM. So you yeah. don't have to waste move slots on your Pokemon to complete the game or you have to have one grunt that just carries all the HMs the HM for slate. you that you don't like. Yeah, The Linoom and uh, <laughs> yep. Emerald. I that heard you don't have to do that anymore. And so yeah, yeah. That, that, sounds like a, that sounds exciting to me. I'm not a huge fan of, I think, the Mega Evolutions and the... Gigantamax and whatever Gigant- the <laughs> stuff that they're doing now. Yeah. I think all those are a bit... It's gimmicky. Big gimmicky. gimmicky I, I think yeah. they're unnecessary, but I'm also... I like I grew up on Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Emerald, which are very simple games compared to the ones that they've got now. Yeah. And I was very happy with those. I haven't tried any of the new ones that have all these gimmicks in them. For all right. I know, I would love them, but they they don't... Just the idea of them does not appeal to me. Right. And that's kind of what has kept me from playing any of the newer games thus far. Right. Hmm. No, I would love for them to come out with like a final end game. Kind of like how, what was the latest Legend of Zelda? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. How Breath of the Wild was a monumental change in pace for the Legend of Zelda games in an absolute genre-defining game. I'd love for Pokemon to do its Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild moment. Should come out with a game that blows everything else out of the water, completely redefines the genre, and just changes everything. I want there to be difficulty levels. I want there to be every Pokemon in the game. <laughs> I want to be able to visit every region. That's like... But they I, won't do it. I think that would be cool. 
But I'm more waiting for the Pokemon game that feels like a Skyrim mod. Because I'm pretty sure people have already modded Skyrim to where you can find Pokemon out in the wild. Or like a what are those Minecraft mods that have like the Pokemon? The Pokemon yeah. You're just running around in a crazy world, different regions you can go to, mm-hmm. and you just kind of make your own story. There's no set path like there are in most Pokemon games. It's just you can go to the this gym leader if you want to but all those pokemon are going to be level 60 <laughs> and you're going to have pokemon that are level 5 so maybe wrecked, you should yeah. probably go to this other gym where everyone's pokemon are level 8 and it's easier to train up for that or you can just grind out in the wild to get your pokemon to level 60 and do all the gyms in kind of the reverse order if you want to think about it that way like just no path you find random stuff just out in see the world. that would be really cool i think that would be awesome that would be and then there's actual threat involved if you encounter someone too strong you're there like is. oh shit yeah yeah or you could have like charizards flying overhead just in <laughs> random areas like you're just running through a field and next thing you know you see a charizard start like raining down flamethrowers from you. above yeah that would be yeah. terrifying that would but be re- awesome see that would be so cool or, or like, like the red gyarados from second gen like yes. if you, you know how you had to run through that area in the beginning if you actually had to run past the gyarados because he was trying to like get you or something yes that would be so cool i think that would be awesome or like being able to just like go to a coast and seeing like a gyarados just like swimming through the water like jumping out or like serpentining through area like, that would be so cool if they could just make some 3d rendered world Oh my god, that that would be pinnacle. That, I, I want to see that. That's what I'm waiting for. I have a feeling it won't ever actually come. With 2020's current rap sheet, I don't think that's going to happen this year for sure. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I I want to see that happen. But I don't know if it will. I really don't. Because Sword and Shield have sold more than any other Pokemon game in the world. Have they really? They have. They're the best-selling Pokemon game by far. I did not record know that. sales. Do you think that's because of... The Switch. Is it... But do you think that's in combination with the Switch and the fact that there's a quarantine going on, so more and more people are playing video games? That's a good point, maybe. But, I mean, is it getting a, your hands on a Switch right now, I think that the Switch is the console. I mean, right now the Switch is outselling the PS4, the Xbox One, everything. It's the best-selling console. I think but, I would agree with that. Yeah, and that, and just because of that, I think people want to play Pokemon. And so they buy the newest, the only, I mean, the only Pokemon game that exists on the console. I, I, I totally fall into that category. Yeah. I've been looking for a Switch for what four months now, yeah. and I finally got my hands on one after falling for a scam. Yeah. And now I, you want to play a Pokemon game? And now that I have yeah. a Switch, I'm like, oh, there's a new Pokemon game. I haven't played a Pokemon game in probably six years. Yeah. Let me see what it's like, what it's about. And we're also in the age where it's really easy. Just Google the Pokemon games, and you can find out what are all the key differences between the two yeah. games. So you know which one to buy. You can find. A bajillion reviews on YouTube if you mm-hmm. just search new Pokemon game reviews. And if you have any questions about the game, everyone's made guides. There, and it's, There's guides, yeah. there's wiki pages, there's, oh, yeah. um, there's probably an official Pokemon website that has different stuff or like a Pokemon subreddit. Oh my god, everything, you know? And like you said, you want to play Pokemon, but it's the only one on the platform, right? So of course it's going to be the best-selling one because well, everyone is buying Switches. There's also Let's Go. Pokemon, the uh, Let's Go series, which I'm also tempted to get one of those. I, I really enjoyed that game. I, I had Let's I've Go Eevee. I've heard they're different. I've heard it's based more on catching than it is on actually battling. It is. Which I also don't know how I feel about that. I, like, I think it's... And it's only Gen 1. I, I appreciate the fact, because I did not know. That's what made me want to get it, actually. Yeah, really? Is the fact that I was doing research on the new Pokemon, and I saw people start talking about the Let's Go series, because I had... I thought it was just Pokemon Go, but they put it on the Switch. And so 
I was like, ah, like I, I played Pokemon Go a little bit. It's cool. When I last played it, it was pretty bare bones, so I didn't ever really got back into it. I've heard that it's changed a lot, and I've had mm-hmm. several people recommend it to me again to try it out again. Right. But then I started looking at Let's Go, and I realized it was a, I don't want to say reskin. I think it's more of a remake of yeah. Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. And Pokemon 100%. Yellow was a game that I never played all the way through, but the idea of it sounded really cool because it was almost like you were playing as the rival, or it was... Closer to the, it was closer something. to the yeah. anime, yeah. Because you started out with Pikachu, and there were all these different like he Pikachu wouldn't ever be in a Pokeball. You'd be walking behind you, which yeah. I thought was super you can't cool. Evolve when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And like it's the same thing in the Let's Go series, except I've heard that they have changed. Like a couple encounters are different. They've added a little bit more story element. You like mm-hmm. there are some little things that are different that some people think make more of a better story there are some things that people think that was an unnecessary change you should just kept it the way it was yeah but the fact that it's gen one had me really interested because i've always wanted to see the gen one in 3d because that's like that's what i started on was pokemon blue that's gen one and i thought that was the coolest game ever as a kid so the fact that i could see it go from this 2d screen that's all like some shade of blue pixels and and pixelated to a 3d representation where now i'm running through grass and having to avoid pokemon if i don't want to fight them and being able to ride on pokemon i get to have pokemon on my shoulder and it also has a co-op mode which i think is super cool i've i've been trying to figure out more like what that's like and if it's worth it to try and get somebody to play co-op with me i will say it's super fun and I would agree with you. It's more about catching than mm-hmm. it is battling. Because the battling, I will say, the game is extremely easy. But the catching portion, super fun. Because you, you toss a Pokeball with your Joy-Con. And it's like you're almost Kobe just ripping spaghetti. Kobe. I think but you're so just cool. like going for it. And it's super cool, too. I um I like the partner thing, you know, with the Eevee and mm-hmm. the uh, Pikachu. Even though you can't evolve them, I think that's a cool concept. But they also cool. kind of make up for it because there are specific moves that you can train right, for your people. Right. For your, if you're playing Eevee or Pikachu, mm-hmm. that nobody else in the game can get. Right. So you have and more they're, they're kind of, yeah. They're kind of stupid strong moves. Oh, yeah. They're very OP. They're yes. very OP. But, I mean, in that regard, like... Isn't it interesting, too, how they're trying to wean away from Pikachu a little bit, and they're focusing a lot on Eevee recently? Like, they're trying to make Eevee a new mascot? I actually haven't seen any of that. Really? But I will say, I was watching a speedrun of the Let's Go games. Mm-hmm. Um, right, not all the way through, but I kind of, while I was doing my research on the games, right. I saw them start playing it, because I wanted to see what some of the gameplay looked like, and I figured mm-hmm. that was a good way to see a chunk of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, rather Always quickly. watch some gameplay, watch some Twitch streams, all that good stuff. And uh, what the at the beginning of the game, the guy that was doing, that was playing through was talking about it, and he said he's convinced that the creators of the game originally were just going to release Let's Go Eevee, and then at the last second, they were like, actually... We'll, we'll throw in Pikachu 2 so that there's two different games. Give, oh, just so because, that. Yeah. Because when he's going through and playing, the game is so much easier with Let's Go Eevee. And there are so many different places where having Eevee is so much more beneficial because Eevee gets a much more wide, yeah, it gets wide all those range of moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Pikachu can only get one or two of the moves and it's more electric type, whereas Eevee can get like pretty much any other any type. They have normal fire, water, electric and pikachu only has electric right and then having pikachu you actually have to catch other people because pikachu is not as good it, it's like the game was designed to have eevee in there so it's 
most seamless with EV. Right. Whereas Pikachu's kind of was an afterthought. And I, well, thought that I, was I really do feel like they're, tr- they're pushing EV. All the new yeah. trading card games, everything on the anime has like, now that there's, now there's Ash with the Pikachu on his shoulder and his sidekick who has an EV on his shoulder. You know, yeah, I haven't and, seen any, I've been keeping up with that. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been getting into the world of the, the cards and I haven't of done the that. Ca- such part a of the cards, Yu-Gi-Oh over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Pharaoh. Oh my gosh. I, I have not been keeping up with the card game. I just, yeah. I just bought the switch. So now I'm looking at sword and shield, but, yeah. and I guess let's go. Cause that's those the only two Pokemon games that are on the switch. I mean, I need something to keep me busy and all this pandemic yeah, all time. This pandemic time. Really? No kidding. What do you play? Um, you play a lot of Apex, right? When I you're do. not on the Switch? When I'm not on the Switch, I've been playing a lot of uh, Apex. It's probably my go-to, mainly because that's what uh, my friends like to play. When they get on, they get on to play Apex, so I get right. sucked into that. Isn't it crazy how that happens? Like, it doesn't matter if, you in, if you're crazy about the game or not, which you eventually come to be, right? You, even if I, you play all the time. But, like, if your friends are playing it, and that's how it used to be with consoles, too. If your friends mm-hmm. are on it, if your friends are playing it, that's what you're going to play. That's what you're well, going to put the most hours I mean, into. That's why I have it. Like, I right. was, I grew up on, like, I had brothers in the house, and when we wanted to play games, we would always try to find the games that had couch co-op. Yeah. Because we wanted to play games together. Split it was screen. always a social thing. We yeah, wanted yeah. split screen. We did, we did racing games. We did, like, the Lego games. Lego games were awesome for couch co-op. Like, Left 4 Dead, Portal 2... Like all the all the games that are known for their co op stuff, those are the mm. ones we wanted to play. And now that we've all like we're not living in the same house anymore, everyone's kinda of grown up and moved out. Right. When we get on Xbox, we try to get on Xbox to play with each other. Play, yeah. And so if somebody wants to play this game, then that's what we play. Yeah. And there really aren't too many story driven games that I like to play that are co op anymore. There's not a lot of story driven. I don't feel like them they make a lot of story driven games now that are co op. I mean, a lot of the... Which makes me so sad. Yeah. Because a lot of it's on the PlayStation. It's all single player. It's mm-hmm. all Bethesda and that studio. Right? Like, I'm... There's such a lack of story-driven co-op games that my, one of my brothers and I are working through Dead Space 3 again. And that <laughs> Again? Was, how many times have you played it? So I've played through the story by myself once, and then I played through it again um, with a friend of mine. But this was all probably six or seven years ago, maybe even yeah. more. Like, it's such an old game. But I've never played through the game as player number two. Yeah. And the reason that that's significant is because in the game, there for like so that if you do a normal story, it's the same if you go through the story missions, if you have one or two people, except, like, in the cutscenes, player number two is there, might have a line or two, but, like, it's... He it just, doesn't he change just anything. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are co-op missions that you can only access if you have two people. Yeah. And so if you're not familiar with the story of Dead Space, the main character, his name's what, Isaac Clark or something? Okay. So he, uh, throughout the story of Dead Space 1 and 2, is like, Dead Space 1, he's going insane. Dead Space 2, he's kind of going insane for half of it. And then the second half, he's kind of trying to get over it. And then Dead Space 3... He's kind of crazy, like there's something going on mentally, yeah. but it's not as bad as it used to be. He's kind of got it mostly under control. Okay. However, in Dead Space 2, when you're playing the co-op missions, since Isaac has already kind of gone through all this, he, um, 
like he doesn't isn't affected mentally. However, the second player is a new person to the story, mm-hmm. so he is going starting to like starting that process of going insane throughout yeah. the story, the co op story of Dead Space Two right. or Dead Space Three. And if you're playing, it's single player game, so you can only do co op online. And it's, the reason that they did that is because if you're playing as the first player, you'll be walking through a room and you'll just see a room. You'll see some boxes stacked over there. You'll see like a window or a door or something. Nothing, right. nothing ordinary. Like it'll be spooky and dark, and there might be some I don't know monster lurking around in the corner, but nothing out of the ordinary. Uh-huh. If you're playing as player number two, you might walk into the exact same room, and you'll see I don't know some presents, like a little toy model soldier sitting there. You'll see like a banner hanging from the roof, and none of that's there on player one screen. Or like at what? one point I was playing as huh. player two and I got into an elevator and I started seeing a lot of weird stuff popping up on the walls of the elevator and I was freaking out. Whereas my brother was like, Steven, what's wrong with you? Like, we're just in the elevator. There's nothing going on. Like your, your character is just standing there looking dumb. Like, <laughs> I promise you something. Well, why do they do? Is it because they're simulating that situation where you're the new character? They're and simulating just- how player number two is kind of going insane and player number one is not. And oh. I think that's super cool. And I've always, and that's wa- a really I've always cool wanted idea, to see actually. the player two perspective. Yeah, so yeah. that's why we're playing through it again. And I'm playing as player two. So I can see that perspective of like what's different. There are times in the co-op campaign where in the, or the co-op missions where player number two mm-hmm. um, goes into some weird dream world inside his head. And he's trying to run through an area and defend himself. But then player number one just sees the, the second player sitting there on the ground, just like holding his head in his hands, screaming or something. Oh my God! And and then monsters start swarming them. So player number one has to defend both him and the and his partner <laughs> who by can't himself. See, yeah, who can't see it? Because player number two is often is like in yeah. his mind, like off in his head doing whatever. And it's that's it's actually super really cool. cool. It's, I think it's an awesome take on like co-op. on co op yeah. games. And I wish more stuff did that. But that's why I'm playing through it again. Dang, are they ever going to make a new Dead Space? I have, I wish they would. I don't think they will. No, I because Dead Space Three came out such a long time ago. Yeah, and EA kind of I think EA's kind of gone away, haven't they? Or like gone away not as much as they used to be. I think they're focusing more on Star Wars now because they're the ones that have the contract for Star Wars. They made Star Wars Battlefront. They made the Star Wars Battlefront Two. Didn't Respawn make uh, the new Star Wars game? The Respawn made the. uh, Fallen Jedi Fallen Order. Fall, Fallen Order, yeah. But that's because EA bought Respawn. EA now oh, own, EA has owned Respawn for the last right. couple of years. That's right. And that's why uh, Respawn has been doing the Apex Legends is because EA said, hey, you're going to make a Battle Royale. So Titanfall 3 became Apex Legends, which yeah, also made me really sad because... You I, love Titanfall. I love Titanfall. I won a Titanfall 3. Don't think that's going to happen for another couple of years. But they have said, don't give up on it. Yeah. Just don't expect it anytime soon. Yeah. I think um, it will come. But then, come, like, Star Wars it, Squadrons just came out. That's an EA game. Yeah. There's some new Star Wars VR game that's coming out. Um, Tales from the, like, uh, I don't know. Tales from the Last Order or something? Or? I don't I don't remember the name exactly, but it's some new VR game that's Star Wars-based, and I think that's also another company that EA owns. Like, EA, I think, owns the Star Wars rights right now. So they've been focusing kind of on that shift because... Star Wars is a big money maker. Everybody loves Star oh Wars. Oh my god, yeah. Especially in the video game world. Oh, everybody wants to play as a Jedi. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't you want to play as a Jedi? Oh yeah. 
We just watched um, the other day, me, the mighty, marvelous, and wonderful Lucio. We just watched Rogue One and Episode 8. No, Episode 3. Episode, episode okay. 3, because the you know everything's out of episode order. Episode 3, choice favorite. Yeah. Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One. Probably, it's best Star Wars movie they've ever made. Definitely one of my favorite. Definitely oh, yeah. one. It, it's such a weird movie, too. Like, when I look back at it, and I'm rewatching it, I'm like, wow, this really does not start off great. But it just ends so well that you completely forget how slow it is in the beginning. Oh, it's pretty slow. And yeah. it's just such an... You just have nothing but fond memories of it. And I love that. I love that movie. I feel like it's more of the space opera, like the originals. Because the originals were supposed to be a space opera. They're supposed to be this family and a story of the struggles of the universe. And then the prequels were about politics and the opera of the politics and whatever. But that's a whole other story. The prequels. Love the story. Hated the presentation. <laughs> Hated the presentation of the prequels. But the originals were, you know, about the story of the Skywalker family. And now these sequels, I'm not a fan of those movies at all. Oh, I think the the new trilogy that they made. Yeah. With Ray and Finn. Yeah. And, yeah. I think it had a lot of potential. Yeah. And I tried not to go into it just immediately hating that the, the fact that they were trying to change something that was already so good just uh-huh. like trying to make more money trying to beat a dead horse right but i don't think it was handled well no I, I, I didn't like the storytelling i did not like the storytelling i think there was a lot of places where they could have done so much more with what they had I, yeah. like this it just felt like a weak story especially the fact that they had a third death star <laughs> oh guess what it was bigger again and then, and then like the whole it, story about Raised parents, it just wasn't connected. That, that, they, they killed was give Snoke to a immediately, which was not like Snoke could have been such a cool villain. Oh he could have been God, such yeah. an awesome antagonist. Because I don't know much about the lore of Star Wars, but Snoke made me want to know more about yeah, the lore yeah. of Star Wars. And then they just killed him. And then they killed him. They, I've heard that they gave in to fans when they made uh, Ray um, when they finally told who Ray's parents were. How? Yeah, because. Everyone was like, "Oh, she's going to be this or that," and then they were finally like, "Okay, yeah, we'll do that because that's what everybody wants to make yeah. everybody happy." And at, at sometimes I think you need to do that. I think Star Wars was a case where they could have done something just drastic, and mm. it still would have gotten good reception because people just want a good, entertaining story. And if everybody's yeah. already expecting so. one thing, why not throw them a curveball and really make them think about it? And I feel like Star Wars is the kind of IP right now. Now that it's owned by Disney, and there's so much going on. Put someone in charge of it. Put like a Kevin Feige or a guy who knows how to collect stories and put I them all see together. A Christopher and, Nolan Star Wars. Oh movie. my god, that would be I insane. Because my be... favorite Star Wars movies that they've been making recently are all the weird spinoffs, like the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Mandalorian yeah. is cool, but that's its own Star Wars story. It's I like stuff that takes place in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. but is its own its story. Own, like Solo, Solo, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah. Like, they take place in the universe, they have little things that tie into it, but they're their own story. And I think that is what works best and for them. Isn't that awful in a way, though, that the big trilogy that was supposed to come out every other year is being overshadowed by these individual stories that are supposed to be just one-offs? And everyone loves Solo, mm-hmm. loves Rogue One more than they do Episode 9, 10. Oh, I don't know. I, um, I, I personally think it's healthy, because that means they'll maybe actually start focusing on what's making money. If the True. big trilogies aren't making money, then they'll focus on one-offs that I think have much more potential. Yeah. And you know one thing I hate about the direction they went with this new trilogy? I want there to be a lot of Jedi running around. 
I don't want there to be like a chosen Jedi who has to maintain. <laughs> no, I want to see a bunch of crazy wizard swords and force fights. Like, I don't want there to be one Jedi. I think that's just stupid. I want them to do more spinoffs of yeah. the Clone Wars. Oh, the, the, the series the Star is amazing. War, the yeah. Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the animated series is awesome. Probably. I love that. I yeah. still need to see the new season that they released on Disney+. The, uh, Plus. Rebels? No, not Rebels. Because they finished Star Wars The Clone Wars. They uh-huh. added a new season on Disney+. Plus okay. That I still haven't oh, seen. Oh, the final season. Of I it. never yeah. wanted to see Star Wars Rebels, even though I heard it continued the story. Because Star Wars Rebels, to me, looked like a more kid friendly. Yeah, it looked like, more kitty. More kid-oriented, which I so love. Clone Wars good, was more for teens, more for mm-hmm. young adults. I love a yeah. good kid show, but I'm definitely more into the, like the more mature animated stuff. And I think Star Wars Clone Wars, while it wasn't mature, it was definitely young adult it had some really grueling underlying themes i think if you actually like break it down they talk about a lot of stuff in that show yeah and i like the the second star wars movie the the clone wars movie i also thought was awesome because all the battles with the clones all the battles with all the jedi were so cool i loved that as a kid (laughs) and while it wasn't a great story just the visuals in it were so awesome. Yeah. That's what keeps bringing me back to the Clone Wars movie or like the third movie. And a lot of the fight scenes are really good in that show I as want well. Them, yeah. I want them to take stuff and make a bunch of spin. Like, you know how war movies sell? Yeah. Make a war movie, but you're a stormtrooper or you're a clone <laughs> trooper. So that was, that's that actually a really so good cool. idea. Yeah, that's like, actually really Did good. you ever play the original Star Wars Battlefront 2? I did not, no. Okay, so... Phenomenal game. I'm a little disappointed in you. <laughs> but in the story mode, they had a story mode for that game. Yeah. And you would just kind of go to each map that, that, had, that they had in the game, and you'd go through the events of Order 66 through the eyes of a clone. That's really cool. So you started out as a clone trooper. You played as a clone trooper for a couple missions, and you had like weird objectives. That instead of just go out and like control the battlefield, it was like, oh, you need to go blow up this wall over here, or you need to yeah. take this thing and bring it back to your base. And then Order 66 happened, so there was a level where you were trying to go through and fight the Jedi, and then you became a stormtrooper, and you went through and played as a stormtrooper all the way to the Death Star blowing up. And I, that is one of my favorite Star Wars campaigns in any Star Wars game, because that's what I think they should do more of. I thought that was such a cool take on Star that's Wars. That's a really cool idea. And how yeah. easy would it be? Like, war movies sell, we've got... Like Netflix in the last what year has released three different action movies about different types of soldiers or people just going around blowing stuff up. Just do that, but with Star Wars, we've got. I know we've got the technology to make everything in a good That's CGI. Such a good idea. Yeah, you could just follow a team of a, a special ops team that are clones and they're trying to infiltrate some CIS base, like droid base mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, and I think that would be awesome. Or start start a Star Wars trilogy, but it's based from the perspective of the clones, and they're going through just Holy doing cow. cool army, like typical like army yeah. hula stuff. Like that would be so cool. Oh my god, that's a really good. I idea. think that would make a lot of money. And, I mean, there's all and kinds it of be potential. Like it could be a it could be a crappy movie, yeah, and it would still make money because it was Star Wars. I think peop- it's Star yeah. Wars and people, and it's a war movie. People would go see it just to watch stuff blow up, just to see. That like yes, there can still be Jedi in it, but it's not from the perspective of Jedi. It's from right. a, somebody that you know is Holy kind of replaceable. God. It's somebody that you know is easily killed off if they need to be. Whereas Jedi, they just feel feel so strong. 
And that's one thing I love, too, that I don't think is correctly, or that I also hate, right? Jedi are supposed to be this force to be reckoned with. Same mm-hmm. thing with Sith. They're supposed to be absolutely insane, pe- you know, just beings of power. And then, like, in, in Rogue One, the ending scene with Darth Vader, you see that. You see it. You see it. And you don't see that a lot. Because no. the main characters are trying to make him kind of kid-friendly. good, But yeah. they, they also have to be human. Whereas, when I think of a Jedi, I think of someone that is all-powerful. Yeah. When they show invincible. up, it changes everything. And yeah. Yes. Whereas, when I think of a clone, that's the person that I want to see as human. I want to see, yes, it's identical to the person to the yeah. left and right, but they still have their own personality. I want to see that side played out. In, through the war, I want to see the brotherhood that comes about after mind. watching people just like drop left and right blowing of you because people are you. using you like chess pieces because they don't care about you. Just but, throwing bodies but you at care problems. About you, yeah. and you care about the people around you. I want to see that that story. I think that would be awesome. And why why aren't we seeing more Star Wars content? Like what what is Disney doing that they're protecting? Like they decide Mandalorian is a show and we're going to release a movie every year. Like why aren't we seeing stuff like this? Like, I would love to see more Star Wars content. I think people, everyone would love to see crazy Star Wars ideas like this just all the time. And it's crazy to think that Disney, one of the biggest companies in the world, isn't producing more Star Wars stuff. Well, there have been so many ideas that I know that have come about. Yeah. Like, uh, there was a game called, uh, the name escapes me, but they had, there's very, very little gameplay footage from its alpha stage or something and you were gonna. It was gonna be set in the Star Wars universe, and you were going to be a mercenary in the Star Wars universe. It was gonna be a like third, a bounty hunter, yeah, like a bounty hunter. Yeah, it, yeah. it was gonna be a third person game. You're gonna be able to take cover behind objects and fight stormtroopers and fight other bounty hunters. It was gonna be a story driven RPG, and that to me looked like it was gonna be a super cool game, a, a kind of a weird spin on Star Wars. Not what we're used to seeing. Not Jedi. Not stormtrooper. Not the main story, but kind of one of the side characters, right? And then it got canceled. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember why, but of it got canceled. It and like that to me, I think would be something super cool. And little projects like that, I'm pretty sure Disney, when they took over, they mm-hmm. had stomped a lot of them. They oh, stomped yeah. a lot of them out. Well, a lot of the books, because I know there was hundreds of chapter books about you know Star Wars lore and history, and Disney just said, no, all your expanded universe is nothing. All this lore is non-canon. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, because they said they the that. only canon now is the movies. Which is so dumb because oh, yeah. there was so much content why, out why there. Why not just use all that and make a movie? Like, I because I think that they had written, and this is where it gets crazy. I have one friend back home, big high school friend, who was really into Star Wars and knew all the lore, had read mm-hmm. all the books as a kid. And he said that when he read the book about Rey and Kylo Ren as a kid, what had happened is that Kylo Ren became a good guy and Ray became a bad guy. Which would be so cool. But Disney would never make a bad guy female character. Really? Do you, I don't think they'd ever do it. They never present a female character and then turn her into a bad guy. I've never really thought about that before. Yeah. And so when he read the book huh. as a kid, he says that Kylo Ren became a good guy, Ray became a bad guy, which makes sense from their story arcs, right? Because but like, they almost... They almost they teased that idea. In yeah, the, they in did. The they absolutely teased it. They teased it because that's the baseline happen. of the book. Is like the, the that, that, that's the battle that she's fighting internally. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah. that would have been a much it better story it in been, my eyes. Yeah. I think they, I think they could have done so much more with that. Oh yeah, instead of just both becoming because you good. know what they could have done this trilogy where Ray becomes bad, Ben becomes good, or yeah. uh, Kylo Ren becomes good, and then they could have done another trilogy where they try to bring Ray back or. 
something else something happened. Like, like they could yeah. have expanded on that and still gotten their same end yeah. goal, but just developed the story so but much I better. I don't think Disney would ever make a female character a bad guy. Or at least change her from a good guy to a bad guy. There's no way. After selling toys to a bunch of girls about them being Jedi. No, there's no Mm. way. Do you think that part of the reason we haven't been seeing a lot of any Star Wars is because they're so caught up in the Marvel Universe right now? Because that's a big moneymaker for Disney, too. That is fair. But I think... I mean, COVID obviously has a lot of its production reasons, right? But Mm -hmm. not pointing to COVID directly. I do think it's because Star Wars is such a protected uh, IP. It's mm. it's they want to make sure that if they present something Star Wars it fits the narrative. You know, a lot like how in Endgame they had the big woman, you know, the woman fight scene there where all the girls got together at the end and they're like she's not alone. Bum bum and all of a sudden I Black Widow that. and everybody's just yeah, I, I know. Saw how they very distinctly no, put that in there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that good. with Star Wars they want to use Star Wars as a quality front in a way, even though it's not quality, but they want to make sure on the corporate side that it's all written off and good to go. Cause I think that with star Wars, it's such a big name still. They want to make sure they're presenting a good, clear image. Uh, I don't think they have as much risk with star Wars as they do as Marvel. Cause I feel like Marvel takes a little bit of risk here and there, mm-hmm. here and there lately, not as much, but here and there. I mean, they they have a plan now, so we'll see right. what happens. They have a new plan after yeah. the end game and all that madness. But I think with Star Wars, they don't even have a plan yet because it doesn't okay. seem like they're building to anything other than the trilogy, which no one ended up liking. And do you think something like a show like The Boys will kind of kill the superhero oh. play that's been going on right now and give them more room for Star Wars? No, because I I'm not saying I agree with it, but I have seen a couple articles of people saying that The Boys is the show that we need because superheroes are kind of outdated. We've been, you, they've been in our faces for so long that it's refreshing to have a show that kind of so, treats them differently and not the, the super godly people that they are. When it comes to superheroes, I think that there will always be superhero movies, like there will always be westerns. I think they'll always be there, but maybe not as often, hmm. right? Um, we, we still do now have that, westerns. I've never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark... <laughs> Um, Captain America, all those guys are gone, right? The main team is gone. So I do think they're going to slow down Marvel movies a lot. There will, okay. I think Star Wars, there will always be an audience for Star Wars. And maybe that might be the next superhero thing. Maybe Star Wars, sci-fi, cyberpunk, stuff like that. Oh, so excited. Oh, the cy- I mean, cyberpunk genre, when it comes to sci-fi and humans interfacing with machines, that's becoming like the new new uh, sci-fi, the new genre that everybody wants to see more of. And so I do think that we will see more Star Wars movies in the future, and a lot of them, like we have in Marvel, because I think Marvel is winding down. But I don't think it'll be the next Marvel in a way, just because it's more of an opera story than it is a individual story. Because with Marvel, we had a bunch of individual stories that led up to the big one. Okay. With Star Wars, I think inherently it's supposed to be an opera. But again... They could make it a bunch of individual Maybe. stories. I th- that I still think that is where the money is to make spinoffs of just somebody comes up with a Star Wars idea and they run with it. They try to yeah. make one movie or they try to make one season of a TV show with it, and then if it yeah. does great, then it was its own story and mm-hmm. it ends there. Or if it doesn't do well, it was its own story ends there. Mm-hmm. Whatever. See, if it does well, then you can still continue it. Yeah, and it's funny that you 
talk about that because I made that exact same argument, not about Star Wars, but about the Justice League. I I think they could. Wait, okay, sorry, I'm yeah. gonna let you finish. No, 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 okay, okay. To, to um, but I made that more. exact same argument. Make your own story. Don't do the same thing, but make your own story and then build from that, right? I wanted when they came out with the Justice League movie. I hated it. Is, but that's a is whole this other, the, the new movie that the new came Justice, out a couple like last year, or the year yeah. before. Okay, yeah, with uh, Batflick, Bat, Ben Affleck, Batman. Yeah, Batflick. Yep, all okay. that. Yep. we're on the same page. Yep, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Please when continue. it comes to that route, I really wanted them to just make a Justice League movie and put us right in the world. Like Justice League has been around for like a decade already. Superman is... Oh, I grew up with Justice League. But that's what I'm saying. I wanted... Instead of making, like, an origin story like they did, I wanted them to, boom, put us in the world. Justice League is a thing. This is what's going on. Boom. And then, as they make more movies, they can tell the origin story about how did... How did Wonder Woman join the Justice League? How did Batman join... Oh, a sequel. And they can build around it. Instead of copying Marvel and doing this whole origin build that they tried, just put us right into it. And then show us this traces and build towards another thing in the future. It's funny that you say instead of copying Marvel, because that was my biggest pet peeve for the Justice League movie. Yeah. As I think they try to be too much like Marvel. Oh, yeah. I th- when I think of DC heroes, I think of like Batman movies, like any Batman movie. Uh-huh. It's, it's serious. It's grim. They're not trying to like there's maybe a joke here or there, but that's not the point of the movie. Whereas when I think of the Marvel heroes, I think of what kind of the new, what Disney's done with them, where they're, they're kind of lighthearted, light-hearted superhero superheroes, movies. Yeah. There's so no real saw, threat. Yeah. So when I saw the Justice League, I was expecting like a nitty gritty, grim, like action packed movie. Martha. Yeah. And yeah. instead they decided to try and copy the Marvel thing and make like fill it with jokes. It was Tried to be lighthearted, quippy. but then also yeah. tried to be serious, and that just did not work for me. They I th- wanted to be real quippy but dark. I think yeah. it could have been a much better movie because like the story was almost there. Like you don't yeah. need a great story if you've got you just need enough of a story. And I think it had enough of a story. I just think the writing was so so poor. Oh, yeah. I th- they just had better writing. I think that movie would have been better in my eyes. And it like if they just focused more on action, trying to be a super cool superhero <gasps> yeah. action yeah. movie. As opposed to a family-friendly, fun superhero movie like Marvel, yeah, I think it would have done so much better. They're, they're oh. trying to copy Marvel, and, and they're they're not Marvel. They don't need to copy. I them. want your opinion on this. I want you because I'm very curious. Zack Snyder, they're making a Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie, so they're going in and they're remaking scenes and they're doing extra scenes and everything. And Zack Snyder, the director, is going to make his own cut and present it to the world. Do you think it'll be better? So I don't know much about Zack Snyder. Yeah. And from what I understand about that, it sounds like they're still going to have pretty much the same script. Yep, same script. They're just going to more add scenes. Dip more scenes. Yeah. And to me, that doesn't fix anything. I, I think... No, I'd agree. I, I think that maybe has potential to explain the story a little bit better. Yeah. But still... The, prob- the problem, story. The problem yeah. was not the fact that it was a crappy story. Like, yeah, like it's it's got enough of a story. Like okay. I said, I don't need a phenomenal story when I'm watching a superhero movie. <laughs> what I need is either funny, quirky lines like in Marvel, mm-hmm. or I need super cool action like in typical like older DC movies. Right. And that had a crappy blend of both. Yeah, it had some action 
and it had some quips. And it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. And it didn't know. And I don't think the Snyder Cut's going to fix that. No. I think they just need to give up on the Justice League, say that, okay, that didn't go so well, and focus on what they know works best, like the Christopher Nolan Batmans. <laughs> Those are yeah. serious, dark, action packed movies. Yeah. And those worked for me. If they could just be like, okay, well, those worked. Those are DC movies. We'll just do that. For, or like The Flash. The Flash, from what I understand, is a successful TV show. Right. And I don't, and I'm, as far as I understand, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen clips here and there. Right. And it sounds like the kid makes some jokes, but it's also like a fairly serious, like a CW. It's a show. CW so, superhero show. Yeah. yeah, yeah CW yeah. superhero show. And that seems to work well. Like, why don't they take that approach to it as opposed right. to trying to be some family friendly movie. Don't make it family friendly. I think if they didn't make it family friendly yeah. and just focused on trying to make the coolest superhero movie they could, mm-hmm. it would be fine. It have you be seen awesome. the new trailer for the Batman with Robert Pattinson? I have not. I've oh, heard a lot of hype we're about it. Watch this. Out. Okay. But I, after I, we're done here, we're gonna have to check that out. Not having, not even having seen the trailer. Yeah. But just hearing all the hype that people have about it and hearing that there was some riddle that people took time to actually try and figure out, uh-huh. I'm excited for it. I think, I, I, think they're, I think they're going back to the, this is going to be a serious, action-packed superhero movie. Like, Did you I ever just want play Arkham superhero. Asylum, Arkham City? I, I played one of them. I, I want to say Arkham City. Think about that, and it looks like they just plucked that into a movie. Gosh, that <laughs> that is going to be a good. That's movie. what you want to hear. Did, that's what you want to hear. I think yeah. that's going to be awesome because those games are so good. Like, the stories in those, so many twists and turns. Yeah, so depressing. I think it caught me, had me crying at one point because <laughs> like you just you never know what's going to happen next. I think that's I think that's what the DC movies right. need if they if there's going to be a revival in the DC world, right? Because Marvel's kind of taken over. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion. For today we're coming up on 50 minutes and we're about to check out the new borat movie too um i'm very excited <laughs> i loved the first one i think the second yep. one's going to be more it again I, same thing with borat <laughs> the first borat movie really dumb story <laughs> like there's really no story to it at all but they yeah, knew they yeah. were trying to be a dumb movie yeah, yeah. so they knew what works. they were yeah you don't need a great story if you know what you are and so I'm super excited for the second Borat movie because I know it's not going to be a good story, but I'm probably still going to love it. Well, we got to get some more wine in you because I'm already a whole glass down. He's only a half glass down, and, but we are through about half there. a glass or half a case of our donuts. So with that, everybody, thanks for listening to our one or two listeners this week. We actually had 10 last week. Wow. 10 listeners last week. So thanks for, awesome. thanks for checking out the podcast, y'all. Um, I'm Digit. I'm Steven. And thanks for coming by, everybody. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. That wraps up the Streetcast podcast for the week. This is something I do for fun, and I hope you had a lot of